She's traveling. She's on a donkey. Going to give birth in some who knows where. Not a great time, if you imagine a great time. Man, that sounds really depressing. But it's not meant to be. The stuff that she went through here isn't meant to make us feel bad. In some weird way, this is meant to point us towards God. Many of you are suffering in ways or have suffered recently, last year or two, in ways that you might be saying, oh, I'd rather be in Mary's place than where I've been. And there are real hurtful things that happen in life. There are real hurtful things that were going on in Mary's life. Over the last, I've been here close to six months now, I've got to know some of you, and I've heard some of your stories. Now, some of the suffering that you've experienced in the last couple of years. So I want to read this scripture again. And I'm going to read it from a translation called The Message. A guy named Eugene Peterson was really good at taking the old scripture and putting it into kind of our, our modern vernacular here. So I'm going to read it from The Message. And it starts like this. And Mary said, I'm bursting with good news, with God news. I'm dancing the song of my Savior God. God took one look at me. And look what happened. I'm the most fortunate woman on earth. What God has done for me will never be forgotten. The God whose very name is holy, set apart from all others. His mercy flows in wave after wave on those who are in awe before Him. He bared His arm and showed His strength, scattered the bluffing braggarts. He knocked the tyrants off their high horses, pulled victims out of the mud, The starving poor sat down to a banquet. The callous rich were left out in the cold. He embraced his chosen child, Israel. He remembered and piled on the mercies, piled them high. It's exactly what he promised. I had goosebumps in that part. It's exactly what he promised. Beginning with Abraham and right up to now. Mary had a hard time. Here's the thing. Mary held on to God and said, I trust where we're heading right now. She knew his nature. She trusted him. So I want to read from the book of Romans. It came several years after this time with Mary. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. We also glory... There's good stuff coming out of our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not put us into shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. And I want to read from Romans 8.18. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. 
our sufferings aren't even worth comparing to all the good stuff that's going to be revealed in us because of those things. You see, Mary knew this. She understood this. She knew it well before Saul became Paul and wrote to the Romans where we get these things. Mary knew that suffering would lead to something greater than any of us had ever imagined. Even though she suffered, she knew that God was going to reign supreme over all of it. He was going to conquer everything. All the hardships that Mary went through produced something wonderful as a pregnant, unmarried girl in a culture that didn't like that kind of stuff as she traveled to another land it led to the most wonderful thing of all time. This week I had a couple hardened bikers take me for a ride. Well, they're not that hardened. Took me out to this wonderful place, glorious place called the Cabbage Patch Bar. Thanks guys, I almost remember that day. Not really. But as I get to know these, these guys, I know about their sufferings, the stuff that they've endured in life, as they tell me stories. And we all know about some of those guys that are still hanging out at the cabbage patch. Suffering, right? But as I get to know these guys, I'm like, man. God took some tough stuff and he's turning it into something I never imagined. And as we were standing in that parking lot of the most notorious biker place around here, I was like, man, God, you really, you want to take the tough stuff that happens here and turn it into the most glorious things that have ever happened. A family member of a guy I know Happened to be in Daytona for the last couple of days. He was on a personal prayer retreat on his own. And so this guy, he's, he called me and said, Hey, will you have a meal with this guy? I was like, well, Okay, yeah, I'm up for meeting anybody. And we talked. And he told me about where he's come from in life. Stuff that I never want to come through. And this guy is only, I think, 23 right now. But I, I listened to his stories and how God has taken his sufferings most of them not orchestrated by himself, by others before him. And he is becoming someone who loves God so much that God is working through him to change everyone around him. I want you to think about the tough stuff. The things that have really been dragging you down. Especially as we get up to this season of just, there's something about coming to this glorious time of the Christ's birth that we really find a lot of people in deep depression. But let the song of Mary, the testimonies of others, let these hardships be transformed into the knowledge that God is going to take them 
and transform them into the best things that have ever happened to you. Where the world will be changed because of things that you've been through in the hard times, man, God is just forming you into something that you never imagined. One of my favorite stories begins about now. Where God loved us so much that he, he sent his only son. He sent his only son to come here and be with us, a bunch of knuckleheads, doing a bunch of dumb things, causing pain on ourselves. He sent his only son here to live life with, life with us, to show us a better way, and then to suffer. I'm pretty sure that if I was in those shoes, I wouldn't have said, hey, I'm going to go down there and live life with them and go through all the stuff they do. That's rough. But God loved us so much that he humbled himself to come and spend life with us. This week, let Jesus love you. Let Jesus love you. Sometimes it's really hard when we take that passive approach. As we let Jesus love on us. Know that all your trials, all your doubts, your pain, anything that might come along, anything that has come along, is covered by Jesus in such a way that you will some th- someday you will count those things as glory. You will count those sufferings as gain. As all kinds of stuff is going to be revealed. It's really weird as, because I'm super pumped about this week. Why? Well, because it starts with the baby Jesus. I still don't know if that was on purpose or not. Baby Jesus on the cross up there. Man, because once baby Jesus is born, I can't wait to celebrate his suffering. Okay, that sounds really morbid and weird. But I can't help but be excited as I know which season comes next. Everything for me just points to Easter. And I feel like we've got a good few months to really ramp that up as that baby Jesus comes, as we know his purpose here, as we know that everything led to the most amazing act of love that we've ever seen. So this week, let Jesus love you. As he says to you, hey, You think this is great. We're leading up to celebrating you seeing that I love you more than you could have ever imagined. All right, let's close in prayer. I'm sure we've got more after this, but I just, I would love for us to pray together right now. Father, we praise you. We praise you because you love us so much. You love us in ways that I don't even understand. 
And I thank you for this story of Mary and her faithfulness to you in the the worst, the hardest, the most shameful of times. She said, God, I trust you. I follow you. And Lord, may we be more like Mary as we follow you down this path of love, of trust, of letting you guide us. Lord, this week, I'll be standing with open arms waiting for you to love me. And maybe I will realize more and more how much you love me. I praise you in all things, Father. I'm just, uh, I'm excited about this journey with you. Your name, all things, we give you glory. Amen. Amen. We come to the table now. The great Thanksgiving. If you have your elements, I invite you to grab them. If you don't, we have some at the table in the back. Feel free to get up and grab them. Thank you, Jason. Uh, I praise suffering leads to glorious moments. Um, resonates, doesn't it? Especially as we think about the table. Um, Mary's suffering led to glorious moments. The suffering of Jesus leads to glorious moments. He loved us with a cross. So we take the elements today. On the night that our Lord was to be betrayed, He was gathered in the upper room for the Passover feast and He they were celebrating their liberation from physical bondage from the Egyptians thousands of years before. And Jesus took the bread and he lifted it up and he broke it and he said, This is my body, which will be broken for you. Take, eat, and be thankful. And in case they weren't on the same page with him, understanding that what he was now talking about was not just physical liberation thousands of years ago, but spiritual liberation that he would be bringing on the cross. He lifted up the cup and he said, this represents my blood, sign of the new covenant, which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. Take, drink all of it. And be thankful. Jesus, we celebrate you today. Every Sunday we celebrate your resurrection. And yet what a beautiful time where we also celebrate your obedience. That you would become one of us. That the Word would become flesh and live among us. That you would show us a visual example of the kingdom of God. That you would lead us by example, showing us that suffering always leads to glory when it's done in the will of the Father. I pray that you'll be with us. May we live our lives ready to receive your love. 
may we remember how truly loved we are by you. And if ever we forget, may we remember these symbols. The cup, the bread, common elements used to display an uncommon love. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you. Amen. Would you stand with me? I'm going to try to sing our benediction, but I may pull the mic down because it's going to sound bad. So I need you all to really sing out with me, all right? Um, And before we do, I hope to see you Thursday. Wait, is it Thursday? I hope to see you Friday. If I see you Thursday, it'll be nice, but it won't be this. So I hope to see you Friday. Oh, my goodness. And we're going to have a great time celebrating the birth of Jesus. Sing with me. We sing hallelujah, let your kingdom come in our hearts, in our homes. Let your will be done as we go in your name. We shout and we proclaim, let your will be done in us. Have a very Merry Christmas. We'll see you Christmas Eve. Bye.